the sort of you know the, the X platform is really to, to be uh, a level playing field, a public square that is supportive of um, you know most of the country. Let's say that the middle eighty percent or something like that. Um, now um, that has not been the case really for all social media. That so all social media have been really very very left leading to far left leading, and really Twitter was far left leading. Um, you know, the, the, the suspensions of, of um, say, Republican candidates or interests or voices was, was uh, really at least 10 times the rate uh, of um, suppression of left, left-wing voices on, you know, on, F- on old Twitter. Um, so, so, you know, it, what we're trying to do is move it to the middle, which from the standpoint of, say, the left appears, it, it is moving to the right, everything's relative. <laughs> if you're standing on the left, <laughs> but it's not—it's simply moving to the middle. <laughs> That's all, um, in an attempt to actually represent the whole country, um, and and not just um, your half country or even maybe less than half the country. So. That's it, really. So I, don't, I think there's a, like there's really nothing to be alarmed about here. It's you know it's just that it, it's it's intended to be a town square inclusive of the whole country and also you know and and the world. That's all. Elon Musk making some very valid points about having a uh, soapbox in the town square. We all need it. <clears throat> Most social media companies are ultra left and. Uh, Yes, it would appear that Twitter is moving to the right, but I agree with him that it's moving more centered. It's more balanced. Um, I mean, he's taking away features that probably neither side really agrees with, but I think more people on the right flared up about it than people on the left, which was uh, the ability to block people. I think a lot of people don't like the fact that you can't block anybody in Twitter anymore. But if you're going to try to create an app that allows people uh, to have a voice... Uh, then there's going to be discourse and, and, you know, you just got to deal with it. You know, the only, I think the only downside to that is if you're a big Twitter user, I am not, I don't have a huge following by any means on Twitter and I'm not super active on it and I don't get attacked by um, uh, a lot of people on the left. I think some of these bigger name people, it can be a constant barrage of either bots or just zealots for the left that are on there and their sole objective is to just harass you all day. Yeah, so I think that's probably one of the downfalls to that. But we do need one platform at a minimum. I think Truth Social is pretty balanced as well. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it doesn't have the um, same amount of users as Twitter does or X does. Uh, but you do need some some social media apps that are fair and balanced where you can speak your mind and not get in trouble just because you disagree with the uh, – Narrative or what the left would consider to be the status quo, that if you don't believe in everything that they believe in, then they silence you. So, we, I mean, we need some of them lingering around. Yeah, you know, more than one would be nice. And I, we do have more than one right now. I don't know how many leftists are on truth. I'm on truth, and I have a very, very tiny uh, amount of people that uh, I follow when they follow me. I think it's something like 40 people or something like that. Um, I, I don't, I can't say I go on either app that much. Uh, you know my issues with that. I never liked social media, and if I wasn't doing what I'm doing here, I wouldn't even be on social media. I really don't have a whole lot of interest in it at all. I think social media is just a very toxic place to be in general. It's a toxic environment. A lot of people there that just are there 
to be hateful. That's their sole purpose of having a social media account because it's easy. Nobody knows who you are. It's a screen name. Nobody ever sees you, and you can just put the worst of the worst thoughts on there and get away with it. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm just not personally a big fan of it, but that's just me. Uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people, you know, that's their business model. They live and die by social media. Uh, but I do think it's good. Elon Musk, uh, I like what he says there. He's being very fair to what he has done. He's not telling you anything that's not true. Yes, uh, it appears to people on the left that it's moving to the right. But if you're standing so far to the left, then, yeah, technically it is moving to the right because it's just coming back to the center. And I, I, and realistically, that's all any of us want anyways. It's just a place that's fair for all. It's it's You get treated the same way we get treated. Isn't that what America's all about? Not to mention how important free speech is and the ability to express yourself. Let's say that's you know that is the foundation really of our constitution, is that you can say how you feel and what you think. You have that freedom of expression without a government telling you how to think and what to say. I mean that, that's the foundation that we we can say. Other countries think it's crazy that we have that ability to sit there and criticize the government, but uh, I mean that's that's just the way it is. And I, that's the way it should be. You know, we're not born with filters. We're not, we're not born where we can only say certain things. So, you know, we're born to be free. God put you here to be free. He didn't put you here to be a slave. He didn't put you here to uh, have your speech suppressed because somebody doesn't like what you're saying. You know, you, at least that's the way I see it. I think that's what our Constitution is built on. All right. Um, Matt Gates. Matt Gates yesterday, or no, it was not yesterday. It was a, uh, it was on Tuesday. Um, Matt Gates was pretty much stepping up to the plate and telling Kevin McCarthy to do his job or get removed. Uh, I, I don't personally like the job Kevin McCarthy's doing. I know that right now there's a big uproar uh, because he has agreed to open up the impeachment inquiry, and a lot of people are like, "Well, that gives you more tools at your disposal." And you know what I see is more investigations that have no specific time limit on there. Uh, you hear other House members saying that they don't have the votes for impeachment. Um, I mean, this this is, to me, it's just all political theater. You know, I, I do believe Jim Jordan and some of the people that are working hard uh, uh, um, on their uh, committees are, are doing a good job. But at the end of the day, what what is going to come of this? You know, is Joe Biden going to get impeached? Are we going to see that? Uh, I think one of the main reasons that I see that they're doing it is we're going into an election cycle. I mean, we're going into an election year. So maybe they want to put all this out in the media to get it out there so that people see it before the election to help people make better decisions on who they vote for for the president of the United States. Maybe that's their sole purpose because they know nothing else could come of it. It's not that that's a bad thing, but why not just say that, that this is solely for the American people to see because we honestly do not believe that we're going to be able to impeach Joe Biden. You know, a, you know, people are not stupid, and people can handle the truth if you just lay it out the right way to them. And if you just come out and say, you know, yes, we have a lot here. Yes, we know that there's some shady stuff going on. Can we really do anything about it? The Senate certainly is not going to uh, impeach Joe Biden, so he's not going anywhere. The House doesn't even think they have the votes to impeach Joe Biden, so you're probably not getting an impeachment there as well. So at the end of the day, this is all just investigations, 
And the people that are getting the information the most are people on, on the right side. You know, the left, the left media is not covering this. They're not going to say any of this. They're doing everything they can to protect the administration. So what's, what's, I just, I, I'm struggling to see what's the point. It's good to tell people, but what's the point of getting people's hopes up for something that's never going to happen? Why not just tell them the truth? It's it's not going to happen. Cause that's that's really where it's at. Uh, but uh, Kevin, I'm uh, Matt Gates is calling for McCarthy. I I don't think McCarthy's done a good job at all. If you, I would love to sit here and, and debate you anybody on it. You tell me he's done such a great job. The guy has given in to every budget that the left has presented him with, and wants to act like he did something great. Gives into all this reckless spending, which is keeping us where we're at. Gives into all the spending that the Democrats want to do for their liberal leftist leftist causes. I don't think he's done a great job. You know, all of these like, impeachments, another one. I mean, you guys promised you were going to do something, and it doesn't like look like you're going to do it. The Hunter Biden situation. You know, the clock's running out. In case anybody's not paying attention, we got a little over two weeks left, and then uh, Hunter Biden. If nothing is filed by then, if he's not, if nothing else happens, well, statute of limitation runs out and Hunter Biden is as free as a bird. And it's all done then. Then it's just, yes, we all know that his son is a crackhead that loves whores. You know, we all know that his son got hired by places to rob uh, them to get so that they could gain access to his father so that his father could do something for them. His father's selling out the United States for money, but you're not going to impeach Joe Biden. They're obviously not linking it to him. Hunter Biden goes away scot-free. I mean, the, the why I don't like this is you have years of buildup, and at the end, it's nothing. It's a big dud. At the end, nothing happens, just like it always happens with elites, and that's a big problem for me. You know, just tell people the truth. Uh, they're not willing to do that, I know, but they should just be telling people the truth because it's just uh, we're, we're at a time now where let's cut through the crap and let's get down to it. Um, and they, they're just, you know, politicians are politicians. They're not willing to do that. I had a story. This is from a few days ago, uh, but I thought it was an interesting story. Um, and it's pertaining to pretty much AI again. You know, this this one's a little bit more... Um, this is a little different view on things. Uh, more workers, it's a poll, more workers than ever fear that technology will make their jobs obsolete. And it just depends on what type of job you're in. The number of Americans concerned about their jobs uh, becoming obsolete because technology is on the rise, with more than one in every five workers expressing such worries, according to a Gallup poll. The poll was published on Monday. Uh, it shows that 22% of Americans fear that their jobs will be obsolete because of technology. Prior to that poll, just about 13% worried that technology would phase out their um, line of work. The number rose by 15 up to 15%, excuse me, in 2019, and then it climbed up to 17% by 2020, dropping back to 15% by 2021. Then artificial intelligence has become more prevalent than ever, and it uh, the number rose again, and it it rose significantly from 15 and went up 7%. Um, Gallup notes that the concerns about being replaced by technology have risen among college-educated workers from 8% to 20%.
Concerns about technology making one's job obsolete is also up more amongst younger uh, than the older workers, widening the generational gap evident in the 2021. It has also increased more amongst those making less than than $100,000 and those earning $100,000 or more. I actually agree with this because I've seen it in person. Uh, And and not to mention what you read. Um, I think one of the things that I saw in person that uh, would hit somebody that makes under $100,000 a year is about a year ago. Let's say it's about a year ago. uh, I went into a Chili's restaurant. And when I went in there, the hostess or where the hostess used to be was a robot. The robot asked me how many. I told the robot how many, and the robot seated us, followed by the robot taking our drink orders and then carting itself off and then coming back to the table with the drinks. Now, naturally, (laughs) Mr. Terminator here, naturally, I looked at my wife and I said, uh, I'm really not comfortable with this situation right now. I got a I got a robot sitting me down, a robot taking my drink order, and a robot bringing my drinks back to me, and I'm kind of getting a little bit stressed out thinking that we are all doomed and nobody seems to worry about it but me. <laughs> I mean, some people are worried about artificial intelligence. They're doing all the meetings up on uh, or all the the hearings up on Capitol Hill, uh, talking about AI and 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 the dangers of it, and that's a good thing, but. Uh, uh, anyways, going back to what we're originally talking about, um, yeah, I saw it in person. So what once was a job for a hostess who probably got a part of the tips, sat you down, is more friendly and warm and meeting and sit down here and smiles, now is replaced by a cold, hard piece of steel that they want to make all cool and have it play little music here, little music there, got repl- is getting replaced. So you see it in real life. You know, it's just like the auto industry. You know, the auto industry 50 years ago, you had lines of hundreds and thousands of workers that all had specific jobs on what they're doing. As these cars are moving down the lines, these people are flying and doing their part of the job to assemble these cars. Now, it's all automated. Now, it's all machines that are assembling everything. You know, you lost all of those jobs. We've slowly been transitioning to this for a very long time. I mean, look at your grocery stores. And they've been... They've been grooming us for it. Look at your grocery stores and now all the self-checkout. It's being monitored by computer systems. It's being monitored by visual computer systems that if it looks like you did something wrong, it sends a flag up and then then you have an associate come over and assist you and see that, oh, let let me watch on the film to see if you're stealing something. Everything's moving more towards more, everything being more automated and you have you don't have that human interaction anymore. People are not there. Why? It saves the companies money, naturally. So they're going to make more. Their bottom line gets better because, hey, I employ less people. I don't have to have 35 cashiers anymore. How many of you have been in a Walmart? <clears throat> and as far as lanes go, they got 50 lanes in Walmart. But out of the 50 lanes, 10 of them actually have people that are checking you out. Okay, The lines are backed up 10 people deep with full grocery carts going to take forever to get through the lines and then you have 10 or 15 stations of automated 
where people are flying, going in and out where they have 20 items or less. So you're employing less and less people because you're automating more and more and more. You know, let, let these 15 things and have these keep people keep moving. And, you know, if you only have 10 or 12 or 15 or sometimes even 20 things, it's a whole lot faster to go up to one of the little ones and do it by yourself. You know, they get away from everything. You do the labor. You go in. You shop. You do the labor. There, there's no more interaction. There's no more customer service. There's no more any, anything personal about it. It's all just cold now. You go in, you buy your own stuff, you scan your own stuff, you bag your own stuff, and you pay for your own stuff. Tell somebody that in the 50s, and they'd look at you like you're out of your mind. They want you to come back, and how are you today, ma'am? How are you, sir? Paper, plastic. Hey, kids, here, here's a lollipop for you. Thank you so much for coming in. We hope you had a beautiful experience here. We want you to come back. You come back, see me. I got some great prices for you next time. Not anymore. Now it's like, get the, go get your stuff and get the hell out of here. Go get your stuff, check yourself out, bag your own stuff, and get the hell out of here. We're just losing something. Humanity's losing something. Uh, and that's this is one part of that. You know, the fact that people are just becoming nastier in general is one. But the other part of that is the fact that we are uh, automating everything and there's no more interaction between us like there used to be. You know, they, we, we, don't, we don't interact the same way with each other. Now it's just, you know, you, you go about your daily business nobody knows anybody uh, maybe in smaller towns it's a little different you know you know your people that own your shops and the people that own the restaurants and everybody's friends and, and that's a wonderful thing uh, to me i would rather live that way i'd rather walk in somebody and be like hey bobby hey joe okay yeah and everybody knows everybody it's there's just there's something about that that you're more tight tight-knit community you live in a big big city you know where i live palm beach counties well, I think it's what are we at 1.7 resident 1.7 million residences. If somebody remembers your face, you're doing good, or you go there probably way too much. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It's either, well, lovely. You're either really ugly like me, and maybe they remember you because you're big, fat, and ugly, and they're like, "Damn, I seen that ugly monster before." Or you you you're going there way too frequently, and you probably don't need to be shopping there as much as you are. <laughs> Just uh, but uh, there's no there, that personal uh, uh, interaction between people anymore. There's just none of it, and I think it's the problem is only going to continue to get worse as more jobs are phased out because of stuff like this. Um, parts that I read about are AI. AI is now writing news articles, and they're writing. You even saw them. Uh, flirting with the idea of AIs writing movies, you know, I mean, it's it's insane uh, that now you're going to have all the creativity done instead of by a human. You're going to have all this creativity and all of this writing done by AI. I mean, we what are we doing to ourselves here? We're just eliminating ourselves completely. You know, keep in mind everything around you that we see through God giving us the ability. We have created everything. Everything you look around, all your technology, all your little gadgets, your telephone, your chairs, your houses, the way they're built, the windows, hurricane impact windows, style windows, paints, everything. Everything that you touch day to day, your cars, everything. We created. Somebody had enough time. They were creative. They were innovative. They thought of these things and they took their thoughts and they turned it into reality. We created this. Deep thinkers 
figuring out how to make life better. Now we're giving that away to computers. We made computers and now we're going to let computers be the ones that are the creative ones that are going to shape society and do whatever they're going to do with it. I'm just not okay with that. You know, I, I said to my wife not too long ago, and I might have already mentioned this on a different episode, so if you're somebody that listens all the time, this probably won't be the first time you heard of this. But I said to my wife uh, a while ago, I said, you know what, I, I know why people back then were so creative. They didn't have the distractions we have today. You know, today, today it's information overload all day, every day. You know, whether you, uh, whatever your preferred, um, you know, uh, whether it's music or or movies or you listening to podcasts like this, whatever it is, you're absorbing information consistently. Back then, they didn't have that. They didn't have televisions. You know, depending on what time it was, you know, you didn't even have radio, or maybe you had AM radio, and there wasn't always a program on. Um, but people had time to sit and think. You had time to really work things out in your mind quietly. It was a quiet world. It wasn't as noisy and as loud and as distracting as our world is now. So that's why you look at, you know, over time, our creativity to me has gotten less and less. We've only enhanced what has already been there. You know, when you look at like a telephone, you know, everybody, it was a constant, well, you got the first telephone, you know, and it was a community telephone. It was like, oh, this is amazing. And you you call in, you click in and the operator connects you to wherever you got to go to and okay. Then you finally get to your home telephone where it's on the wall and you pick up and you got your, your dial there to turn. Um, and, and you've just enhanced it a little bit. And then you got you punch your buttons in. And then you got the extra. I remember back in, my, in our day when I was a kid, I remember how excited moms were when you went from a standard cord to the cord that was like 20 feet long so you could walk away and do something while you were on the phone. It was amazing. To then the cordless phone. Oh, my God. To a cell phone. Oh, my God. You you got a cell phone? You know, back then, a big, gigantic block that you want to say to yourself, man, don't put that near your head, man. <laughs> you have any idea what's probably, what kind of radiation is pulsing off of that damn thing? Things the size of a brick. Uh, but you had that going. You know, and, and all we've done is enhance, 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 and that's it. So you've gone from all of that up to now today, you have your cell phone on your in your hand. And your cell phone, all they've done is added additional features to it. They've figured out a way to take your computer and combine it with a phone. So you walk around basically with a computer in your hand and a phone to call everybody. But what is so new about any of it? You know, computers were invented back in the 70s. Other than enhancing what is already there, what is so new about it? What's one really new invention that is better for you, for, that is beneficial to humanity that we have seen that's not based off of an old uh, invention? I, I think probably the only thing that I could think of recently is AI, and it doesn't look like AI is going to be that beneficial. You know, so I just think that we had better time, we were more creative and inventive back then, and it's a shame to see that we're losing that as human beings that we're getting to a point now in society where we're going to allow a computer a program to be the creative one to write these fantastic articles i know there's a lot of people you may not work directly in this industry but when you write a fantastic when you're a great writer and you write fantastic articles and you're fair and you're balanced you know there was a time where you were celebrated 
as as a as a journalist. Nowadays, that's that's all gone. Nowadays, it looks like anybody could write. I mean, some of the stuff you read, and they don't even fix the typos, which drives me nuts. I'm reading it, and I'm like, wow, nobody caught that? Where the hell's the editor here? You got messed up words or forgotten words, or you put the wrong letter in front of a word. <laughs> the more you read, the more you'll see it. If you don't read a lot, you probably don't know what I'm talking about, but if you read a lot of news articles, it blow your mind that the editors are how much stuff they're missing nowadays it's insane yeah it would blow your mind because you know i know back in the day that it, that wouldn't happen uh, they'd throw away a hundred thousand newspapers if you printed one letter wrong and tell you to reprint them and they'd bite the bullet and, and eat the cost of it just because they had a reputation and an image to keep up to and they're not going to print that out to make themselves look foolish but nowadays i guess it's all good well that's that's a topic for a different day but i, I can't believe we're we're allowing ai to do these things it's scary. It's dangerous. Uh, it's. I don't think it's good for for humanity. But we just continue down that path, and you know, I don't think it's going to lead to anything good in the end. I think I went a little too long on that because I definitely I was going to get into uh, Biden. That we we hadn't had a year this bad since Obama was president. I was in. Uh, we'll just have to do it tomorrow. Yeah, because I'm running late here. All right. I hope you like what you're hearing. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me. Uh, you can go to one of my social media handles. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably not. That's probably not the most encouraging thing to say. Uh, I don't know if encouraging is the right word. It's probably not the right thing to say, considering I told you how much I don't use them. But believe me, I get alerts on my phone. So uh, if you do send me a message, I will see the message, and I will do my best to respond. Uh, beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Thursday. We will do it again tomorrow.